Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I sit down with Ryan Ganecki. Sapphire training helps the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. All right, so a little background on Ryan. She was born and raised in Beaufort, South Carolina. She actually started in the fitness industry at 16, teaching a spin class at a local gym. She actually now owns that gym with her husband and a few friends. So, um, and she still teaches that same spin classes. So Ryan and I had a very rich discussion today um, all about yoga, how it fits into um, you know your lifestyle in terms of personal training, where we both came from that kind of push, push, push mentality and how we found that balance with yoga. We also discuss um, body image. So we broke down some body image um, myths out there, as well as some body image issues that we've both worked through, um, being personal trainers in the industry and um, the standards that maybe the industry holds for us, as well as, I guess, um, you know, people not in the industry hold for personal trainers. So we kind of broke that down as well. And then breaking through, um, you know, Ryan used to have some issues with just trying a lot of diets and how she's came out to have a healthier relationship with food and worked past her um, constant pursuit of the next diet. So that was also a great discussion to have as well. So I hope you guys enjoy um, today's podcast as much as I did um, getting to know Ryan a little bit better. Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm super excited today. I have a guest that I met at the Bliss Project um, when I was out in California, and her name is Ryan Ganecki. So welcome, Ryan. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Perfect. Did I say your last name right? Uh, no, but that's okay. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. It's Ganecki. Nobody gets it. It's Ganecki. Yeah. I try so hard, and I mess that up. <laughs> So I want people to kind of know a little bit more about you. So tell us a little about your background. Um, I read some of it in the bio, but, you know, go a little bit more in depth. Like, how did you come into fitness and in particular, um, owning this gym that you currently own? Yes. So um, fitness has been something that has been a really big part of my life um, for a long time. And not necessarily me being into fitness, but um, my dad, he was in the Marine Corps. So um, he was always very fit. He worked out a lot. And I can remember being a young child, like getting on our bikes um, early Saturday mornings and riding our bike to the gym. And he would go uh, lift uh, in the weight room with his friends because they all did powerlifting competitions. And I was free just to kind of roam around and play. And I remember um, the stair climber was my favorite thing ever to get on because I thought it was just so cool. Like you could just keep going and going and going and going. And now those things are a beast. But um, so my love of fitness really kind of came just because it was something I was always around and a part of um, with my dad. And so naturally, I became a little bit more athletic as I got older. And I tried to play sports and I'm like the least most coordinated person ever. So um, sports wasn't my thing, but I always liked to be physical and I like to sweat. So I would, um, after school in high school, I would go to the gym and I would, um, again, almost just play on the equipment and stuff. And I would self, you know, teach myself how to use things. And, um, and then when I was in high school, I think I was maybe a junior, um, I started taking spinning classes and I fell in love with that. They were so fun. They were just such high energy and it was just, it was a great sweat. So um, the 
one of the instructors one day couldn't make it to class. And she said, you know what, you've been coming enough. Would you mind just, you know, subbing? And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And so I subbed her class and like, that was it. From that moment forward, I knew that fitness was just in my DNA and it was meant to be. So I became spinning certified and started teaching classes um, when I was in high school still. And so that was kind of what really got me into the profession of it. Um, fast forwarding a little bit, I then got a job um, at a, in a private community working in their fitness center. And I got uh, certified as a personal trainer and became the head trainer there. And then an opportunity to buy my own gym came up and it happens to be the same gym that I was teaching that spinning class at. Oh, that's so, so crazy. Yeah. So it's kind of funny how like everything just kind of comes around. Um, so I am one of those people where um, if an opportunity comes, I'm just like, yes, let's just go and we'll, we'll figure it out later. So um, I said yes to buying a gym. And after I said yes, six months later, it was a reality. So here I am now. Um, I've been a trainer for, I guess, maybe eight years now. Um, and I've worked with just hundreds of people over my eight years, just via online and in person. And now I own and I, I co-own and operate um, a 34,000 square foot gym in my hometown. That is crazy. So how long have you guys had this gym then? So we bought the gym um, with, with, it's my husband and I, and then another couple. They're some friends of ours. Um, it, in August, it'll be three years. Wow. So what yeah. has kind of been the, um, I guess, evolution? Like, so that spinning instructor, I mean, when you were what, 17 is when I you was started doing that? 16, yeah. 16, that's so crazy. So I can't even imagine at 16, someone being like, here, this <laughs> class, you know, I'm yes. kind of like a holy moly. It How was terrifying. Kind of those fears? Cause I'm sure you were probably like, should I do this? Should I not? Yeah, absolutely. No, I remember, um, I, I remember again, like when, when an opportunity comes, like I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And then it was later on and I was like, oh my gosh, I just committed to teaching this class in front of all these people. And so I remember just, I wasn't even certified at the time. So I remember just trying to remember all of her routines and she gave me her music. So I didn't have to come up with my own music. And, um, at the time, the way the room was set up. So I was on like a little stage and so, I mean, you're like dead center, like all eyes on you. Um, thank goodness you turned the lights off in that class because I thought, okay, if nothing else, they can't see the terrified look on my face. Um, and I just turned the music on and I mean, I was really nervous at first and my really good friend um, was in the front row and she kept giving me like these little cues on, you know, okay, smile and, you know, talk or she kind of coached me through it. And, uh, you know, once I got into it, you know, just like anything, it's the scariest part is just getting started. Mm -hmm. So once I got past that, like first couple songs and I started really getting into my rhythm, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Um, and I just, I got a high from it actually, oh. uh, which, you know, is so fun. And that's what kept bringing me back, uh, was that high that I would get when I would participate in the class, but now getting up there and being the teacher was a completely different kind of high. Um, and I just, I was addicted to it at that moment. I loved it. Wow. So did you um, play any sports in high school too, or was this kind of your um, athletic outlet? You know, um, 
I, I actually was on the softball team and, but you said play sports. I don't know if I ever got to play. And it was one of those where like everybody made the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on the team. So that was exciting. But, um, I think I maybe played in one game for like five minutes, but I just didn't, um, I just didn't have the skills. I just wasn't very coordinated and I got, I get really nervous if I am in a group setting where people depend on me. So I enjoy like doing things on my own. So I became um, a runner <laughs> and that was easy because nobody relied on me to, um, you know, pass them a ball or catch a ball or make a point. It was just me on the road, like against myself. So um, sports really it's wasn't kind like of that. ironic because you're like I mean really at that age then you were leading a spin class which people yeah. are relying on you to teach this class they are but aspect yeah, exactly it was completely different because maybe it's a control thing <laughs> I was in control of the situation and um yeah and that's you know now I because I funny, even funnier. I'm now 30. So this has been 14 years. I still teach spinning at that gym and I still have women from that very first class that come to my class. Awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's really, it's really cool, but you know, I guess it's just easier for me to take on that type of um, role where I am in control because if I get tired, I can tell everyone, okay, we're going to rest now. That's so true. I used yeah. to do a boot camp class and I was doing the same thing. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be even harder, but you know what? I need a little break. Let's exactly. do yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they're still getting a good workout, but they have no idea that I'm yes. just really dying up here. So yes. we're gonna take some resistance off now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So what is kind of your personal fitness philosophy and how has it evolved over the years? Oh my goodness. So Right now, um, my philosophy is just, if you can move your body in any way, shape or form every single day, I feel like that is the beginning point to transform your life. We live in a time where we are sitting all day long, whether it's because we have a long commute and we're in our car all day and then we go sit at a desk all day. Uh, you know, we're in front of our computers, we're on our phones, you know, we just have so much time where we're very sedentary. And so I feel like it's not the norm anymore for people to actually get up and move. Whereas, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it was the opposite. You didn't have much time to sit down. You were always on the move. Um, So I feel like if people can just move their body right now, um, you can really open up the door to a lot of things. So my philosophy is like movement, just move. Yes. I I mean, I totally agree. And I think, um, you know, what do you do with people or advice do you give people even at gym goers, you know, if they can't, so say they're at work and they're just like, how am I supposed to make this happen? You know, do you have any tips that you give people like here, how to sprinkle it in? Or do you just say, make movement a priority outside of work? Yeah. You know, I, I'm not very fluffy. And so I, you know, when somebody tells me I just don't have time, I just, that, that actually makes my skin call. Cause I'm like, you do, like you do have time. I know you do. And whether, yeah, whether that means that during your lunch break, like you make yourself, you know, some form of like a superfood shake or something and you drink it as you're walking around your building, like, you know, like there's always time to move your body. Or if you know what the like best shows on Netflix are, it means you have too much time to sit down. Yeah. You know, yes. if, you're, if, if you are, 
you know, watching my Facebook lives, which I want people to, I know you have other, you have more time than you're telling me. Um, so I, I definitely think that it's an excuse that nobody, that you don't have any time. I think that some days are busier than others because I find myself sometimes where I'll overbook my day and I maybe didn't move as much as I wanted to. And I think that's okay. But I think in the overall picture, we all have time to move, whether it's 10 minutes of walking or, I mean, my, my signature workouts are only 20 minutes long. So if you can't fit 20 minutes three times a week, then you need that more than the people who have the 20 minutes. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Cause that's, that's what I found. I know that you're a mother as well. And I have found since having, you know, kids, like it definitely ups the ante in terms of, okay, I have to make myself a priority to make sure I get this in. Mm-hmm. What do you do for that? Like, how has that kind of changed your aspects? I know you have two. Is it, are you two boys? Do, yeah, two little boys. Yes. Um, so a four-year-old and then my youngest will actually be two this weekend. So very oh. busy, active boys. And so, uh, you know, whether I want to be active or not, I don't have a choice. Like these kids are on the move <laughs> all the time. Like this mama does not have a choice. Um, I, I couldn't know what was on Netflix if I wanted to. So for me though, I always find that, you know, if I'm getting my workouts in, you know, during the other times of the day, it makes me more available to them when they want to go outside and play. It makes me more available um, mentally too, because I, I'm not drained from having a day of, of sitting down and not moving that energy through my body. So um, like just the other day, for instance, my, my four-year-old wanted to go for a little run and he's actually pretty quick. So it's not like, you know, a little jog, like I have to keep up. Um, I know. Awesome. Like, where, where did this come from? Um, so, and I kept thinking to myself, you know, gosh, if I wasn't really taking the time, and again, it's only, you know, 20 to 30 minutes tops. If I wasn't taking the time to do that, would I be able to keep up with him? Or would I just, you know, drive in the golf cart next to him while he ran, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I see that in the neighborhood sometimes. Um, and so I'm really thankful that, you know, I've been able to fit that, that fitness practice into my routine so that I can keep up with him because I literally have no choice. Mm. Yes. I think that's a huge motivator. I know it is for me as well. Like just to be able to, um, you know, keep up with my son and I, I'm sure he is going to be the same way when he is mm-hmm. for like running after him. Cause I'm already running after him now. Yeah. One, you know, like, like, Oh my gosh. And my husband is like, he's just going to get faster. So <laughs> like, that's motivation for me to being like, I want to be able to keep up with them and not have yeah. to think about training to kind of keep up with him. So like mm-hmm. one of the things that I always like in the back of my head is okay when he's 16 and you know, if he wants to play basketball or tennis or any sport and he's like, Oh mom, let's go out and do that. I don't want to have to think, Oh, I need to work out before I do that. You know, I want to be like, Oh yeah, I can totally hang out and I can totally keep up with you. Like that's something that motivates me. And I know it helps a lot of moms, you know, in the back of their head, they kind of want that same thing, but it starts when they're little. It does. It absolutely does. You know, and that was one big thing for me, you know, before I had kids is I always wanted to be a parent that could be interactive. And I wanted to be able to get down on the floor and roll around and rustle and, you know, carry the both of them on my back. And I really wanted to be able to be interactive with them. And, um, you know, without, without consistent self care for myself, there's no way I would be able to do the things in the capacity that I can, you know, without getting breathless myself or saying, okay, mommy needs a break, which mm-hmm. yes, you know, it's going to happen anyways, but at least yeah. you know, 
I can, I can get through a good chunk of time of really rolling around and and playing with them. Mm, I love that. So I know that along with your kind of fitness and the spinning, you know, you're starting to take yoga teacher training. I also am a recent yoga teacher grad in the last couple of years, and I've loved adding that into my routine. So what kind of inspired you to add that to your kind of repertoire? So this is interesting. Um, I have been, let me, let me back up a little bit. Um, back when I was really doing a lot of running, I was actually training for a marathon Mm -hmm. and I was maybe, I was maybe like six weeks out and I went on a 15 or 16 mile run with my dad. My dad is actually, um, my, my running partner. Um, and at the end of that run, I got this really horrible cramp in my calf. Um, that just, I mean, it just completely locked up on me and it just, it didn't let go for a couple of days. Well, as if you have, you know, done any type of training for that type of distance, you know, your days really matter. Oh yeah. Um, and so I went and saw a, a physical therapist friend of mine and, and he, you know, told me a couple of things I need to do and I need to slow down. And basically I, I kind of had to stop training. Well, then I got too far behind. I wasn't able to do the half or I'm sorry, the full marathon. So I went to a local yoga studio and I thought, you know what? I just need some stretching. Um, I'll just go start doing yoga a little bit and maybe it'll help me get back to running. So I went strictly with the mindset of yoga is just a lot of stretching. (laughs) (laughs) So I was wrong. Yes. I think we all do that. We're all like, exactly. And I was like, I got this. I lift weights. I run like I can totally do this. I went in there so cocky. And I left in a pool of sweat, um, shaking, and I was sore for seven days afterwards. And I was like, what is this awesomeness that just happened? So I got completely hooked and like I dove head first. I was going to multiple classes a week at that point. And I mean, I think I even went through a phase where I like stopped all other workouts and I was just doing this yoga because it was so good. Um, and, but the one thing that I really enjoyed about it is I didn't know a lot about yoga. Mm. And so it was new and it was something I was learning and it had been a long time since I was learning something new, new in the fitness industry. And I wasn't the expert on it. Mm. Um, and I enjoyed going and having somebody else tell me what to do. And then I could just walk out like free of, of all thought. Um, and so I had been asked a couple of times by the owner over the last few years, like, please do the teacher training, please do the teacher training. And I kept saying, no, 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 no. Like this is the one area in fitness that I really don't know a lot about. And I don't want to, I don't want to come in here knowing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I just want you to tell me. And, um, she kept saying, well, one day, like it'll, you, it'll click for you one day, one day, one day. Well, she was right. I don't know what happened, but at the beginning of this year, I all of a sudden just had this deep calling. Like, it's just the weirdest thing. I mean, just coming from like truly deep in my soul that it's time. Like Mm -hmm. I need to go ahead and go through this course. And I don't know if, because um, I've been doing a lot more um, like inner soul work uh, and energy work that like now my body is like, yes, like now it's time to connect a little bit deeper. And we know that yoga isn't just stretching. Like there's so much of that mind body connection and my body is craving that. So, um, that's kind of what, 
what kind of turned me into wanting to do the certification. And I'm going to get certified through the same woman who um, got me in yoga years ago when I went with that running injury. So it's just kind of been like a full circle with that. So I'm, I'm super excited to see what's going to come of that. And when you say energy work, what type of energy work were you doing? Was it just yoga or Reiki or? Well, you know, all of that stuff, I'm surrounded with all of that stuff all day long because we've got such a really neat group of people that train at the gym that I own. So one of my trainers is a Reiki master, mm -hmm. and he's like constantly wanting to come in and he's like, oh yeah, you've got this going on. You've got like this energy over here and that there, and you need to balance this. And so I don't have a choice. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Um, and I, I love it too. And I, energy is something that I'm learning a lot about this year mm -hmm. um, and really taking a dive into the chakras. And, you know, I truly believe that we are made up of different energy sources in our body. And I think movement, again, is a way to get that energy flowing. And if you've ever been on a, a good run or just had a really great workout where maybe you went into it feeling less than stellar or like foggy, or you had like some bad stuff going on and you went into this workout not feeling great, but you came out of it like a completely different person. And it's like, everything is clear and your thoughts are clear and you feel good. I believe that that's because you have moved energy around in your body and maybe you've released some of the negative or you've at least moved some stagnant energy around. Um, so that for me has been huge this year is just learning a little bit more about how our energy is connected to the universe and how if we move it and, and we think about it differently that we can really transform our lives. I know. And that's the one thing that I really, I probably also agree with you in the terms of this is the one area of fitness I don't know anything about. I was kind of in the same boat with yoga is just kind of learning that. And I've been certified in Pio, if you know what that, the yeah. Pilates yoga. Mm -hmm. So I got certified in that probably eight years ago now. And uh, when it like very first came out and I remember going to this class, I never really, I don't think I've ever had done a yoga class at that point. And here I am in this class getting certified in this. So I had no idea what warrior two was or any of yeah. those. And it, somehow I made it through and I got certified, but that was kind of my first deep dive. Okay. I want to explore yoga a little more. And then now recently I took like a 230 hour, like nine month deep dive yeah. into yoga. And that's where I'm like, Oh, I love this. And then within that course, you find yourself like you like the chakras and I loved Ayurveda. So that's where I'm deep diving even more into Ayurveda. Yeah. You know, this past year I have been, and you know, now there's a 300 hour yoga <laughs> training at my studio. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't tell my husband yet, but I did sign up for the information session to get more information about it. So like, those are always where you're always kind of learning once you kind of find something that you love, which I never thought I would have added this to my like personal training background, mm -hmm. you know, like how do you see yourself fitting this into not only your life, but people that you work with, because it is a little bit different if people aren't used to going to yoga class and yeah. lifting and running. Exactly. No, thank you. I love that question because that was something that kept coming up for me when I was decided to, to do the program. Um, I kept thinking, gosh, where, like, what am I going to do with it? Because I never saw myself as being put on a regular fitness schedule and teaching classes at my gym or any other place. Like I kept thinking, I really have this calling to do this. And I know that I'm going to want to share it with people, but I don't want to share it in the sense of a traditional gym yoga class. Like that to me just sounds really boring. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just kind of kept meditating on it and kept thinking, okay, like, what is this? What is this? Well, 
I really want to take yoga and make it a transformational experience for people. And whether that means that I host retreats Mm -hmm. where we go through, you know, the lessons of yoga and meditation and energy. And then, you know, I always have to throw in some weightlifting with that because that's like my jam Um, (laughs) in nutrition. Cause again, it's, it's all connected. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I go and teach at other people's retreats and bring it to them. Like, I want to take yoga and bring it into somebody's life, not because they want to stretch like I did, but because they know, or maybe they don't know. And I can just show them that you can literally transform your entire life by connecting inside your body. And yoga is such a beautiful way to do that because you don't have a choice, but to be with yourself when you're in yoga, like you pay attention to your breath and then all of the thoughts start coming up, like things that you haven't thought about, like maybe forever or in years just start kind of popping up and there's nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. You have to let what comes up, come up and you kind of just have to let it be what it's going to be. And that is very transformational for people who maybe run from their own thoughts or run from kind of really being stuck, having to like dig through some of their stuff. Yes. That's, I think teaching that along with, you know, like your yoga class, because when I went into the course, I was like, wow, I really didn't know anything about yoga. So like I had been taking it for what, eight years before I, you know, went through that 230 hour course. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, I thought I knew, like I knew the poses, I knew the asanas, but I didn't know about like the true yoga. So once you really learn that, or even sprinkle that in throughout class, I think that's definitely where the transformation happens. And a lot of people don't, well, if they never have taken that a course, which not everyone does, Mm -hmm. um, nor do they need to, but if you can sprinkle that in throughout a class, I think that's definitely where the magic happens is people start connecting those dots and saying, Oh, this is my journey. This is that transformation. Yeah, exactly. And and what I have found recently is when I go to a yoga class that um, it's very, I'm looking for that experience and you don't always get like those aha moments every time, but you can tell when a teacher is there to give you all that they have or when a teacher is there to take you through the motions. Mm -hmm. And I'm super sensitive to that. Like if I have a teacher who's just going through the motions to teach a class, it is the, the most horrible experience for me. And maybe it's because I've been through so many amazing classes where they really are pouring it into you and, and letting you do what whatever's going to come up. And, and I just love that about yoga. And so my, my course is a 200-hour yoga uh, teacher certification, and it's done in two and a half weeks. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, and it's not back-to-back. It's one week in June one and then one and a half weeks, um, in July. So I'm, I'm probably going to be a different person when I'm done. Like that's going to be so much. I know it's going to be so much like transformation. I think my husband's scared. He's like, what what do you mean? Like, what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm really excited. (laughs) That is, oh, that is so awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think all of that and learning from that and the more people, so I have people who tell me they don't like yoga necessarily, or I you know, and I always tell them, I'm like, just keep trying, try a different class style. Cause there's many different styles of yoga. Try a different teacher. Cause all of that does play an effect. And I know that I've been to, 
um, you know, at some of the bigger box gyms, I had one teacher who I absolutely loved. So I just assumed, oh, this is how every teacher is here. Then I went to another class. I was at a different time, different teacher. Mm -hmm. And they were like yelling at us. Like it was like, lifting weights. And I'm like, they're like, no, push harder, hold it longer. I was like, this is not yoga. This is not relaxing. Like I am sitting here in my fitness mind, you know, trying to like push through because she's yelling at us to do that and like <laughs> push ups into it. And I'm like, okay, this is not my style of yoga. I prefer the more soothing instructor because if I want to push for me, doing that in the weight room, I can do that plenty by myself. So like finding that style for everyone is always another thing that I always like to preach is just try to try to try different things. Try yin, try vinyasa, try hatha, try restorative, whatever you find. And then you'll say, oh, this is the path. Do you have any styles that you personally know of that you like right now or enjoy or want to kind of empower people with? Well, I, so my certification is going to be Baptiste Power Vinyasa. Um, Tell me about this. Yes. Um, And that's really, that's the style that got me into it. Again, it's all that mindset that I had of like, oh, I am, I lift weights and I'm fit and I don't need this restorative stuff. Anything that says power in it, I'm like, yep, that's me. I don't even know what it is, but that's probably going to be me. Um, And so that's what I went to. It was a... Again, it was a 90 minute power, heated power vinyasa that I did for my first time because I'm like, oh, it's just yoga. (laughs) So, um, yeah, they totally knocked me off of my pedestal like within the first five minutes. So, um, (laughs) Baptiste, so it's, 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 um, the room is heated and I think it's anywhere from like maybe... 90 to 95 degrees so it's not as hot as Bikram which I think is like 103 mm-hmm. 101. Um, so it's a heated room which I truly love because sweat is is just my thing if I can sweat I feel so good like there's so many good things about sweating so just walking in the room you start sweating and so it's a power flow so it is very physical it's a faster paced flow and you do a lot of twisting because twisting is detoxing for your organs so you do a ton of twisting, like you're wringing everything out and then you're always constantly flowing. You don't hold poses for very long. Um, and so this, it's just a really cool sequence that they do that literally just starts with, um, some of the, um, sun salutations and then you move into you do a lot of abdominal work in there and just a lot of stretching like just I don't know clearly I don't really know a whole lot yet (laughs) right terminology but I will at the end of July Um, but there was just something about it and the instructor going into a yoga class my instructor was dropping the f-bomb and I'm like what is this place? Like, how did I not know that you people were a thing? And, but she wasn't like, she wasn't like overbearing pushing. She wasn't like yelling at you, but she's just basically telling you like, it's okay to fall out of your pose. It's okay to not be pretty. That's your life. You know, your life isn't pretty all the time. Like it's okay if your um, crow doesn't fly. (laughs) I don't even know what that means, but it's okay if it doesn't happen. And, um, and I just was like, man, like you people, you guys are my people. I love this. And so, um, that's, that's the style that I'm going to get certified in. So I'm super excited about it. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, The one I took was kind of a general one. So we just we could kind of go in any direction, I guess, or get more detailed with ours. So that would be the total opposite of what I typically practice, which is why, again, you love yoga because you love the faster pace. I prefer like 
I'll do a vinyasa, but the vinyasa class I go to is not as intense as other ones. Yeah. Or a yin, because that's where I'm like, that's where I find my balance. Exactly. But everyone has a different style. That's why trying the different classes, because some people would be like, that sounds absolutely boring. Whereas yeah. your class, they're like, yes, they're dropping the F bomb. So yoga yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like there really is a yoga for everybody. And I didn't know that before, but I truly mm-hmm. believe just like there's a form of movement for everybody. Uh, there is a form of yoga for everybody too. And I think that it's worth um, trying different classes out and just seeing, um, because again, like it's, it's not just the physical movement of it. It's what happens internally that I think is really where the, where the spark is at. Oh. So kind of breaking down a little bit of mindset work. Cause I know that you like to talk about mindset. How do people cultivate the right mindset to kind of reach their fitness goals? Um, whatever they might be. Yeah. So mindset is huge when it comes to really, uh, anything in, in your life, like being successful at anything. Um, you know, you can't hate your way into the perfect body or the perfect job or, you know, the perfect life scenario. Like you have to come from a place of love and compassion for yourself. And so when I start working with someone who's like, Oh my gosh, I just hate the way I look in the mirror or, you know, I've just, I put on 20 pounds and I just feel disgusting and I feel blah. The first thing I do is say, okay, you know, it's okay that that negative stuff is coming up. I think it's important that you're addressing it because that's clearly what's pushing you to make the first step. But you have to turn it around and you have to say, okay, I, I am worth this because X, Y, and Z. And I make them tell me like, why are you worth this? Why are you worth these changes in your life? And that's almost like an instant change because when you start saying, I am worth this because you start remembering what is important about yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's kind of what starts the conversation with, when it comes to cultivating that mindset. So, um, if you're in its practice, gosh, it's practice because you know what I got into the fitness industry, like really at one point I, I decided to become a trainer, um, because I was struggling with my own body too. You know, I, I've, I've kind of had those issues throughout in my life and I actually got into the industry because I thought, well, if I could be surrounded by it all the time, then I'm going to have the perfect body because I'll be in the gym all day. If you're a trainer, you know that that's not the case. Mm -mm. Uh, You still have to come from a place of love and compassion. And so it took me a little bit of time to get that figured out. But um, it really is like the first step, like the foundation of change and transformation comes from accepting who you are and accepting the fact that you're in the place that you're in because of the choices that you made. And it's not to say that, you know, you don't have to beat yourself up about it, but you have to accept it and acknowledge it and then come from that place of love and say, okay, well, you know what, um, what's happened has happened and I'm here, but I am worth a change because. Mm, I love that. And yeah, the, going back to what you'd said about being a personal trainer, uh, to make sure like to keep yourself in shape and all yeah. of that. I totally can relate to that as well. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's probably why I went down the industry myself yeah. after college. Like, cause I played, um, a few sports in college as well. So I'm like, what am I going to do after college? I got to stay in shape. And I think there are probably quite a few trainers, uh, who we definitely start the industry with a little, um, mindset issue ourselves. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about your kind of mindset journey, I guess, because I'm sure there are some stories there. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So I was always um, 
if any, if you ask any of my friends, I've just, health and wellness has always been a part of who I am. And I've always, I probably have tried every diet out there. Mm. Um, but I would always tell people, oh, well, you know, I'm in the fitness industry. So that's what we do. We try that. Uh, yeah. We, um, we test things out. We, we have to know when really it was like, oh my gosh, I've got five extra pounds on my stomach and I have to be in a bathing suit and I just need to lose it like as fast as I can. Mm -hmm. So I was always that closet person, like always the one. And I thought I was closet. Let's be clear. I wasn't like everybody saw right through it. I was never hiding the fact that I had an obsessive, um, issue with my own body. So I mean, in, in true honesty, this went on probably up until about three or four years ago. Did I always come at a place of, you know, beating myself up for the choices that I was making? Um, I always considered myself as having like a really healthy, clean diet. But then on the weekends, I would drink beer and I would, you know, eat pizza and Dairy Queen. Oh my gosh, Dairy, <laughs> Dairy Queen is two miles from my house and that's just not fair. Um, and then I would get up the next morning and I would make myself run five or six miles. And then I would tell myself these horrible stories on my run. Like, why did you do that? Why did you eat all that food? What is wrong with you? Why can't you control this? You know, why, you know, you're supposed to be a personal trainer and you're telling people to do this, this, and this, and you can't even follow it. And I was so mean to myself and I would push myself through that run and I would get through the run and I'd be like, okay, yeah, no, I'm great. I just ran six miles. Like, look at me. Uh -huh. I make sure I tell people, yeah, I ran six miles today, but I didn't tell them why. <laughs> um, it was just this vicious cycle that I kept going through. In, in my own head. Um, and finally, after constantly doing that same cycle and never getting anywhere, um, you know, it wasn't until I started really branching out online and like reading other people, other fitness, um, you know, people's information. And then I was started learning a little bit about mindset and I was like, Hmm, you know, that's, that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And so I started saying, well, you know, maybe I'll just practice that a little bit. And so I would stop telling myself those horrible things. And I would start telling myself like, you know what, you're running because you feel good and you, you love your body and it's good for your body. And all of a sudden, like those thoughts just started becoming a regular habit. And when I was offered, you know, to go out late drinking and eating pizza, it just didn't sound good anymore. And so I started realizing, okay, there is something to this mindset thing. Like it's actually transforming how I feel and the choices that I'm making. Um, and so again, it's still a practice. And if I told you right now that I don't binge every once in a while on ice cream, I'm a liar <laughs> because I do. Um, but I don't beat myself up anymore about it, which is the big difference. And that I think has been major for me, but it's also been major for my clients because I'm a little more authentic with them now about the journey that I had been on just to show them, you know what, I've been there. I know that you want to tell yourself those horrible things and, but I know what, how you can transform yourself by reversing those thoughts. Mm. So how did you get over like the nutrition piece? Cause I think that's a tough one for many people is the diet. Since you did try many diets, how did you finally convince yourself? Okay. Like diets are not going to work for me. I need a more sustainable plan for long-term success. It was just learning. Like I just tried to learn as much as I could about diet. And I um, kind of came uh, into um, 
the information from metabolic effect from Jade Tita and Jill Coleman. Um, and they started, you know, the their approach for a lot of women was to go higher fat, higher protein, lower carb. And I thought, well, you know what, that's worth a shot. Um, and I really liked it actually. And I found that all of a sudden, like my cravings for the sugar was going away and I was feeling really satisfied after my meals and I was eating bacon. I'm like, what is this? Like, how is this happening? And so, um, you know, that was really kind of like kind of the door that opened for me into that realm of, you know what, I can probably just change, like make these little tiny nutritional changes and cure some of these issues that I have. I really thought that sugar was in my blood. Like I really thought that it was something that I was going to battle forever because um, I mean, I, my, I can remember growing up, like we always had dessert after dinner, always. Um, anytime we get together, we always have dessert with coffee. You know, my mom, I can go to her house right now and I guarantee she's got cookies made or brownies made or something like that's just what we had. My grandma. (laughs) So uh, I just thought that it was just who I was and it was something I was going to have to battle forever. And it wasn't until I really started digging deep and learning more about nutrition and more about hormones that you can actually balance that and get rid of those cravings just by changing some of the other foods in your diet during the day. Um, and so that's really, it was really trial and error. I really, I think I almost just fell into it because I tried everything anyways. And I started trying that method and I started feeling really, really good. So then is that what you kind of prescribe to people who might ask you about nutrition? Like, you know, you just kind of say, try different things or how do you go about kind of answering the people at your gym for say, who are like, what should I do? Honestly, um, I don't really even talk to men. <laughs> if they ask me nutrition, I'm like, let me send you to someone else because I'm not your girl. <laughs> so, but women, I will nine times out of 10 say most women do well on a higher healthy fat, higher protein, lower carb diet. Start there. Start by tweaking the meals that you're already eating by pulling some of the starchy carbs out maybe bumping up your protein a little bit, maybe bumping up your good fats a little bit and see what happens. Um, it's not something that's going to change overnight, but you know, you'll start feeling better in a matter of, you know, one to two weeks if you are consistent with that. Um, and that's been, that's been big thing for me with my clients is I don't do massive nutritional overhauls. Like I don't write meal plans. I don't count calories. I don't count macros. I don't do anything like that. And it really throws people off because they're like, just tell me what to eat and I'll eat it. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I want you to, I'm going to give you some little guidelines, but you know, at the end of the day, I could write you a beautiful meal plan. And if you hate the food, you're not going to stick with it. And then I have failed you and we're both going to be mad at each other. So, so uh, true. yeah. So I, I don't do any of that stuff. And I just tell people just, you know, if, if you love to drink wine at night, like if that is your thing, if you have one glass of wine every night with your spouse or whomever, your girlfriends, and it really makes you feel good, but you also eat half a bag of chips in the middle of the day because it's there and you, and it's just a habit for you. Why don't you cut the chips out and 
keep the wine, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to get rid of everything in your diet that you love, but I always recommend you get rid of the things that you don't have to have. So if the bag of chips, just, it's just there and it doesn't do anything for you, but a glass of wine makes you feel amazing. Keep your wine, like cut the other stuff out. And most people can cut enough of fluffy stuff out that they're able to get results and they're still keeping the good stuff that they love. Mm, yes. I love that. Like intuitive eating, just kind of listening exactly. to your body and then having little parameters around there. Exactly. So yeah. I think that's definitely helpful because then people have at least a little bit of, like I always tell people, if you know, weight loss is their goal, I always say three drinks are under a week. And then I have no idea where that number, like literally I just kind of picked it out from the sky. Actually, I think I heard Jillian Michaels talk about that, I mean, years ago. And so that just stuck with me. And so I tell people that but they like it because it's kind of, okay, that's my number. And that yeah. gives parameters. And then they kind of put their week and frame their week around that. Um, you know, and that's something like, those are little food tidbits, you know, kind yeah. of like you were saying, like the higher fats, you know, higher protein, lower carbs. It just kind of gives a parameter for people looking at their food every day. They kind of just look, okay, well, I am paying attention, but I'm not, you know, writing down everything I'm eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't count anything. You know, I, I had a client um, yesterday actually ask me, well, how many calories do you eat in a day? And I just looked at her and I was like, I literally have no idea, like none. Like I couldn't even tell you. I would be probably way off if I even guessed. So she's like, well, then how do you know what you're doing? And I said, look, because one, I judge it based on how am I feeling? How are my clothes fitting? Am I getting through my workouts, you know, the way that I want to, do I have energy throughout the day? How am I sleeping? Am I craving sugar? Like those are the things that I listen to. And when that stuff is off, then I'll look and say, okay, well, what has my diet been looking like lately? Okay. Well, I've been eating a little bit more, you know, starchy carbs than normal. And, and for me, starchy carbs in my body don't work well together. Like I really do very well on a high protein, high fat diet. So, but I've had to learn that about myself mm -hmm. and it took time. It wasn't something that I just up and decided or up and figured out overnight. Like it really took time for me to listen to my body cues, pay attention to the food that I was eating, make a small change. Cause I'm all about the small changes, mm -hmm. um, make a small change. And then again, it's like a cycle. Then I have to listen again, make a small change until I, until I was kind of, you know, in that that nice little sweet spot where I feel really good and getting good results uh, and everything just kind of flows. Mm. Yes. And, and it takes time. Like I've definitely, that's where I've kind of been playing with the Ayurveda. Um, I don't know how much your program will go into that, but that's one of the nutrition um, aspects mm -hmm. that I've really fallen in love with and has worked amazing for my body. Um, mm -hmm. and, you know, and I was introduced to these concepts, I think two years ago before mm -hmm. I finally like yes, that makes sense. I want to try those. So that's where I always tell people too, like they might hear what you're saying, you know, and not implement it right away. Mm -hmm. But maybe a year from now, they're like, okay, yeah. what was Ryan saying about this? Yeah. Oh, maybe I should try it. You know, cause it sometimes exactly. takes us a few times to hear that message before we're like, why not? Let's give it a shot rather than try yeah. to go back on like Weight Watchers or I don't even know another diet out there. <laughs> I'm like, I, I know. can't another diet. Wait, yeah. <laughs> yes, whatever other diets are out there right now, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and to take that a step further, your age does matter. Like, 
if you've had kids that matters, like everything changes. And I'm, I'm kind of going through that right now, actually. Um, I I'm 30 right now, which is not old. And, and I know that I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs> like I know that I'm not old. Um, but I, I've had two kids, so my body is not like it was, you know, five years ago before I had my, my first son. And so things are, things have definitely been changing, but since I've been 30, I've noticed some other things changing. And I noticed that, um, I experience, you know, weight gain a little bit easier than I did. And I noticed that, um, you know, my, my face is breaking out a little bit more. Like I'm having these little things and I'm like, okay, like I know all of this stuff is hormone related. And so I know that like, as, as we get older, our bodies change and what once worked for us may not and you have to keep tweaking and so your body is is constantly giving you those signals and those signs and i actually went today and had um a whole panel of blood work done um for my hormones um i had a metabolic panel done and i had um a celiac test done because i'm going through a phase in my life where my hormones are just shifting and things are changing and i'm i'm not able to um really assess it with the food and the nutrition. So I think that's also important to mention, especially for women who are listening to this, who maybe think, gosh, I have tried everything. I've tried all the things that you guys are talking about and nothing is working. Sometimes uh, it is good to know what's going on inside of your body and getting a good underlying basis for that too. I love that suggestion because I was honestly, that's something that I need to do of more because I'm like, oh, I think I'm low. I don't know what I'm thinking it's yeah. iron. You know, and those are little things where it just mm -hmm. takes time. You know, you just have to do it, you know, make the appointment, yes. get, you know, stuff set up to do the test because they're not super fun because most likely yeah. blood work is not fun for yeah. most people. But, you know, knowing what's going on inside so you know, oh, I am low here just as I, you know, maybe you know, maybe you don't know. But mm -hmm. like those little things. Plus, you know, if you have, if you're working with a trainer, for instance, you know, giving the trainer the numbers too so they can kind of say, yes. oh, this makes sense now. Why this isn't working or this would. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and, and, and again, just to kind of tack right onto that, that's perfect. Um, you know, if you do have certain hormonal um, conditions that maybe you are diagnosed with, your your diet's going to have to change to that. Um, I'm big on that you can cure most things with food, mm -hmm. um, or you can get a good grasp on it with food. So I've been researching a couple of different hormonal conditions that I could possibly end up um, being diagnosed with. And, you know, the diet for one says, you know, uh, don't eat broccoli and radishes and kale and like all these like really great vegetables that yeah. that I know I eat so much of and I forget there's something in each of those and I can't think of the name of what it is that could help that could disrupt your hormones even more hmm. and then you've got this other condition over here that is a completely different set of guidelines. And so, whereas you could be thinking to yourself, and this is kind of where I was the last couple of months of, gosh, you know what, I'm eating all these great clean superfoods and I'm, I'm doing all the exercise right and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and things just still don't feel right. Well, it's not that what you're doing is wrong. It just might be wrong if you've got a hormonal issue that's not being addressed. Mm. Yes, that's, that's so vital because, I mean, yeah. we, you just don't know what's going no, on necessarily. You so. don't. Yeah. My, yeah. Cause my son who at a year just had to get blood work done and he was a little low in iron himself. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, that's really funny because that's what I was thinking. I personally am low in. And I have found that me and him, like 
our bodies still yeah. must be pretty much in sync. Cause I'm like, like, even going to the bathroom, we'll have to go to the bathroom. Like the same time is so <laughs> like, how, and then when I get those tests back for him, I'm like, okay, clearly I need to make an appointment for myself. Exactly. So this is like spooky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I just think it's really important to know what's going on inside of your body. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just, if you, if you want to feel really good and you want to take care of yourself, like, you know, know what's happening inside. Like, it's just, you should just know. Point Trusting the intuition. No explanation. Just know. <laughs> I love it. So, um, I want to, um, I would love to ask you more, but I suppose we should wrap up because we're about around the hour mark, yeah. but I want to know a little bit more um, about you and where we can find you at. So where do you like to um, hang out online? So I love Instagram. I <laughs> probably spend way more time than I should on Instagram. I love it. And there's just something about pictures and most people will only post happy pictures, mm-hmm. um, which I really enjoy. Whereas <laughs> on other social media outlets, you can kind of post some negative stuff. People don't usually post negative pictures as opposed to words. So um, Instagram is my happy place. So um, everything I have is just my name, Ryan Gonicky. Um, all together, no slashes or anything like that. Um, so that's where you can find me on Instagram. And then I do have a Facebook page. Um, and I actually have a private Facebook group that I do. Um, it, it's really for uh, busy moms that uh, maybe don't have a lot of time to go to the gym and they need some quick, efficient fat burning workouts that they can do at home. Um, I do 20 minute or less workouts, 20 minute or less meals. I talk a lot about, um, just, you know, intermittent fasting, which is something that I practice a little bit right now. Um, so I just kind of put all my good stuff in that group. It's a free group. Um, we've got some really fun women in there who really like to get into the conversations and stuff. So it's just a really cool place to be. So if you're interested in that, just find me on Facebook and just say, Hey, I want to be in your group. And I just plug you right in. I only put people in my group who ask to be in it because I only want people that are interested in what I'm doing to be a part of it. Mm, I love that. I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to join the group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I think we all get bombarded a lot on social media with being into these different groups and all this stuff going on. And, and that's fine. But I try to be the one who says, you know what, if you, if you want to be in my group, great, but I'm not just going to add you in there just because you're there. Like, I don't want to bombard somebody with all of my fitness stuff because not everybody's into it. And I get that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> All right. So last few questions. So yeah. since we're on the Peaceful Power podcast, what does peaceful power mean to you? Okay. So I've been thinking about this. <laughs> Nothing ever comes up when you're trying to come up with the like perfect. I know, right? And I'm like, well, how can I say that's going to be so perfect and enlightening? And then I'm like, <laughs> drawing a blank. so peaceful power to me, to me, it feels very centered and grounded. And so for me, peace for power is something that comes from within and it comes from within your heart and in your soul. And if you can be at peace with who you are and you don't have to like everything about yourself, but if you can be at peace with, with who you are, you can really bring your power out in the world. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's what that means. Like it's something that's inside of you that if you can just kind of grab a hold of, you could literally, you can, you can have and transform anything. Mm, I love it. So now to wrap up, I like to give a weekly challenge to the listeners every week. So what would you like to throw out to the listeners this week? Oh my goodness. Let's see. We talked about so much stuff. (laughs) Um, So a weekly challenge. 
Okay, I am going to challenge everybody who listens to go to one yoga class this week. We talked about that a good bit. We talked about how yoga, there's one yoga for everyone. I challenge everyone to do one yoga class. Even if you can't go to a studio, you can Google it and YouTube it. And there's like a billion and one different um, yoga like videos that you can definitely follow at home. Um, so I challenge everybody to do one and then just kind of see what they think. I love it. Yes. And you can let us know over on Instagram how it went. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you and everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.